Hello. What it do? Shalom. What a guan. What's the haps? How you doing? How you living? It's your boy. And that is probably one of the weirder intros I've done on the show. I just wanted to mix it up, you know, season two. You can't always just say, hey, it's John. I'm coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto Club 605, which is what I'm doing. I thought I would just say hello and how's it going in a couple different ways just to spice things up a little bit. And, you know, that's what life's all about. You got to keep it zesty. Zest fully clean is what I try to do. And I actually ran out of deodorant today. So it's a good thing this is a podcast and not a live performance with a bunch of people in a circle around me smelling me because I need to go and dab the pits a little bit later on. But anyways, welcome back. Live at 6.05, season two, doing it big, strong, and just that's the way we do it. We say words, and we don't know where we're going, so sometimes there's an awkward pause just like that, because I didn't know where I was going to build off of after I said big and strong, but you know, if you're listening to this, you're a fan, so you're kind of used to the craziness that is what we call life on the podcast, and before we get into things, got a fun podcast for you today. I'm riding solo dolo, which is always exciting, but let me just get all the info out of the way so you guys can get a hold of me and reach me. It's been awesome. I've gotten, I said gotten with a couple of different syllables there and then I mixed it in with a bit of a, you know, prestigious voice. I've gotten some very good feedback from you people. <laughs> but uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter, of course, at Malencamp, M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P. You know, maybe one of these days I'll have to tell the story of where the name Malenkamp came from. So if you guys want to hear about that, tweet me at Malenkamp and just say, I want to hear the story about Malenkamp, and then just put a hashtag live at 605 so we can get that trending. Facebook, come like me on there, search live at 605, or just go facebook.com slash live at 605. It's awesome. That's where you'll find all the bonus content of the podcast. So if I talk about any embarrassing pictures or if there's any funny videos or any music, I always post it on that Facebook page. So if you like the band of the week, you can always find them there. Or if you want to see some pictures of me with someone like I've told the Moo Moo Chick story, there's a picture of me and her. There is a picture of me and my onesie, which we talked about a couple weeks ago on the podcast. There is me from my grade eight yearbook. And there's all kinds of fun stuff. A lot, of, Mainly just embarrassing things about me. So check that out. It's a lot of fun can also email me questions, comments, and concerns. Just uh, email me. It's live at 605 at gmail.com. I will read your questions, comments, or concerns on the podcast. I will make you famous in about 30 different countries because that's where I'm reaching all you people. And of course, if you go to www.podomatic.com, P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C.com slash live at 605 that's another one of my main pages. So if you don't have iTunes, which some of you don't, you can download, listen, play, stream, whatever you want of the podcast there. And if you're a fan of the podcast, go to that podomatic.com slash live at 605. And on the right-hand side, you will see a PayPal account icon. Click on that. And if you want to help support the podcast, you can donate a penny, you can donate a dollar, you can donate a million dollars and I'll be your best friend. Or you can donate nothing and just keep on listening because that's the kind of guy I am. Easy, breezy, beautiful, live at 605. Now, of course, as every podcast starts, I always have my sponsor, and I have another new sponsor this week, which I would like to talk about, so we'll get 
the sponsorship in there, and then we'll get the show going. Does that, does that sound good for everybody? As I look around this empty room, as I am all by myself, in a nice, comfy, relaxing chair, with my feet up on the piano chair, with a couple drinks to my left. So, this week's sponsorship is sponsored to you by the lady and her baby who are on the flight home from Barbados. Now, if you guys listened to the premiere episode of Season 2, Episode 1 of Live at 605, you heard it. It was Val and I live in Barbados. Well, I guess we weren't live, but we were in Barbados in our resort on our balcony doing a podcast, which was a lot of fun. A lot of you guys liked it. For being an international podcaster like I am, it was cool to take the podcast on the road and do it from the balcony on my iPhone, and I thought it turned out pretty good. You know, we were both sunburned and tired, and I still had some sand in and around my butt area, which I think I'm still kind of picking out to this day, which is an overshare, but that's okay because we're all friends at this point. But since we recorded in Barbados, we didn't get a chance to talk about our flight home from Barbados, and we sometimes have the worst luck when it comes to things. So we... It's the day before we fly back from Barbados, and I check to see where we're sitting on the plane, and we're at like the back of the flight somewhere. And you know, when when you're coming back from vacation, all you want to do is just go home and get back to your house, apartment, trailer, or whatever wherever you stay. And so I'm like, okay, Val, we're staying at the back of the plane, and I'm like, let's try and move up. I'll see if I can move up a few seats. We'll get off the plane quicker. We can get through customs, get our bag, and get the hell out of there. Back to the Club 605 Studios. So I end up moving us up about seven or eight rows. And we have I have the aisle seat. Val has the middle seat. And then some lucky stranger has the window seat. Okay, you guys remember the story about our flight to Barbados when Val had the window seat and some lady stole the window seat from her? Well, this didn't happen this time. We get in there, and of course we get sat next to a lady and a baby. The two the two worst situations you can have for a flight is either sitting next to a baby or sitting next to a large person who half their body spills over the seat and onto you because then you're just not comfortable, right? Of course, we both sit down, we roll our eyes, we see this lady, and I'm trying to describe her. And as I describe her, I feel a sneeze coming, so... I don't know if this sneeze is going to come. If it is going to come, I'm not going to edit it out. So just be warned, people. I feel sneeze, but I think it was a false alarm. So just be aware of that. Okay, so we roll our eyes when we sit down. And to, the best way to describe this lady is just pure, unadulterated trash. And I'm sorry to say that she was a fairly nice lady, but she was basically wearing a mini skirt that went up, you know, past her belly button. So it was basically like she wasn't wearing any pants at all. And she had, are they called holster tops? I wish Val was here. She could tell me. I'm going to call it a tank top, but maybe holster holter top is a better description. Anyways, there's a leopard print top she had with like spaghetti straps. At least I know spaghetti straps. And then her baby who couldn't be more than, I'd say, eight months old, seven months old, it was, it was a little tiny baby, and I mean, we're sitting in there, and before we take off, Val's making small talk and trying to be nice, and I'm just like, well, let me take off so I can put my Beats by Dre headphones on and just kind of drown out the crying in this and that, and we're like, okay, the flight home is about five and a half hours, so it's a, it's a good good amount of time to be in the air, stuck, to somebody, stuck next to somebody you don't want to be next to, and we take off, and as soon as we take off, the mom passes out. 
and she's asleep and her mouth's open, she's drooling, she's snoring, and she's one of those <sighs> kind of situations. And so Val and I are, are just like, Christ, okay. So she's out and she's holding the baby, passed out sleeping, not even a minute, two minutes into the flight, the baby starts to like climb down her mom and onto the ground of the plane. And Val and I are just looking at each other like, uh, how is this mom not waking up? And <laughs> this baby is about to crawl under the seats and could get really hurt or get lost or just something. It's not good when you just lose your baby, whether it's a plane, on a boat, on the street. It's not good. So Val and I are sitting there and she's trying to like nudge the mom to wake her up. And she is out cold. Like, you know, Joe Frazier knocks somebody out. They're out cold. Nobody's waking her up. So Val's just like, oh, Christ. And the baby at this point is on the ground and starting to crawl under the seat. Like, And we're just like, holy crap, this is crazy. So Val literally takes her body over top and puts her whole body on the mom to reach over underneath the seat, grabs the baby, picks up the baby, drops the baby back on the mom's arms. And of course, what happens? The mom doesn't wake up. All this stuff. It's like she is the heaviest sleeper in the world. So Val just and I look at each other. We roll our eyes. Another minute and a half go by. The exact same thing happens again. Baby jumps down off the mom, climbs under the seat. Val jumps up on top of the mom, grabs the baby, puts her back on top of the mom. Mom doesn't wake up. Complete craziness, right? Fast forward uh, 10 minutes later, and this exact situation has happened three or four times with Val trying to wake up the mom. None of it's happening. She's not waking up. And at this point, the only time, the only amount of time the baby spends on top of the mom before she climbs back down, she spends her time just grabbing the mom's spaghetti straps from her tank top and just pulling off her tank top. And so her bra's out. And then the baby starts pulling at the bra. And this girl is just about buck naked, just about completely gonzo. It's crazy. For the first, I'd say, 45 minutes, the baby is just jumping down, trying to climb under the seat as Val's trying to pick her up and wake up the mom. And... It was just really awful and really crappy, and then the mom finally woke up, and she didn't really even say sorry, this or that, and then the baby, you could tell halfway through the plane ride, needed to have its diaper changed, and it didn't have the diaper changed, and it was just it was just the flight home from hell. Anyways, five and a half hours later, we finally make it back home, tired, burnt out, get back to the apartment, order a pizza, catch up on some of the PVR. And that was that. So I want to thank this week's sponsor, and that is the lady and her baby on the flight home from Barbados. All right, now I just want to get into some viewer mail before we get the podcast started. And our first piece of viewer mail this week comes via email from Ben Elliott from beautiful Oakville, Ontario. Shout out to Ben. He's one of the regulars who always seems to email me every week. So I always like to read his info first. And he says, Hey, J. Mal, loving the podcast. So glad to hear that you're back. Season 2 is starting off just like Season 1. Fantastic. I'm glad you survived the alien attack, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. Love the podcast with you, Val and Ashley. You knocked them dead. It's your boy, Ben. As always, thank you, Ben, for writing in and listening to the podcast. And I'm glad you like Season 2 so far. It's been a fun ride. We've done the podcast from Barbados. We've done the podcast with Val and Ashley, where we talked about just young people and what motivates them and are they motivated. You know, we just heard the podcast with me and Pops Malin, which was fantastic, one of my favorite ones. And I like it now that, that 
Ben and I are close enough from email and podcast, you know, that you gave me a nickname. You called me J Mal, which is funny. A lot of people actually just randomly call me J Mal, so that's cool. And I did survive the alien attack. If you listen to the season finale of season one of Live at 605, you'll know that the world was under attack by aliens and I got captured and I had to go into a bunker, but I made it out okay and the world seems to have recovered, so I'm glad. I was actually able to record that onto a podcast. I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, season two, just expect a lot of the same, but not. And what I mean by that is a lot of the same. We're going to have a lot of fun topics, a lot of fun guests like we had the last couple weeks, but also just as cliche as it sounds, expect the unexpected. Like I've had some people tell me that they were listening to the podcast with the aliens and it started off like a normal podcast and then out of nowhere... There's an alien invasion. So I got a couple tricks up my sleeve this season about some specialty podcasts. So it's one of the reasons why I like to kind of think you would want to come back is whether or not it's just going to be me straight talking about whatever's on my mind or whether or not I'm walking down the street recording a podcast or I have some crazy guy with a chipmunk voice called Chiboy coming over for an interview. You just never know what you're going to get. I think that's one of the cool things about the podcast. So thanks, Ben. And I'm glad you liked the podcast with me, Val, and Ashley. I definitely knocked him dead, and it was just a podcast with a lot of laughing, and that's what we try to do here, so thank you. Next up, I got to give a shout-out to another fellow Podomatic podcasters, and I want you guys to check out this podcast. It's called Get In The Corner. I know, a little little ebonics there for you, Get In The Corner, and it's a podcast by two uh, two crazy guys, Dog Baby and Yuck Nasty, and I've listened to a bunch of their podcasts, and these are just straight chaos so if you guys like craziness fast-paced jokes funny check out this podcast you guys have been awesome we all follow each other on twitter you should follow them follow at yuck nasty that's y-u-k-n-a-s-s-t-y and at dogga baby d-o-g-g-a-b-a-b-y two funny guys they have some great tweets they have some really funny vines and they're awesome they actually promoted my podcast on their Twitter, so they gave a shout-out and told people to follow, like, and listen to me. So I just want to do the same to those guys. So maybe we can all Skype each other, and I'll do some stuff on their podcast. Maybe they'll do something on mine. Something to think about for the near future. So thanks to you guys. Get in the corner. Live at 6.05. One love. And without further ado, let's officially get into this week's podcast. And... Like I said, this week I'm flying solo dolo, and usually when I do that, it's because I got a pretty interesting topic that's just kind of more personal to me. The first one I did by myself was the Top 25 Dead or Alive, where I talked about my Top 25 playlists on iTunes of the most song, the most listened songs that I have. This week, it's kind of the same. It's called We're going to call this one Memory Lane. We're going to go take a trip down my memory and my life and kind of another musical episode and what what kind of music brings memories to me we all have that you know when a certain song will come on randomly on your iTunes and you'll just be like wow you know I'm back to this date and time in my life when you can just see it you can see the images you can smell what's going around you you can you remember the distinct you know sound of what's going on and basically this the last couple of weeks certain songs have come on my iTunes where I'm like I just instantly got teleported back into that time when something bent a lot to me when that song was prevalent and just uh, whatever the experience was. So it happened a couple, it hadn't really happened in a while. And, you know, I just been making new plays, 
playlist with new songs. I've just been enjoying them and singing them in my head. This time, there was a few that just hit close to home, and I'm like, you know what? That would be a good idea for a podcast. I'm going to talk to about. So I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple different songs or albums. Talk to you the memories about what it brings back to me, and then I'll play the songs, and you guys can tweet, email, or face me what songs mean something to you, and you, maybe you can tell me what your experience was, and I'll read them on the podcast. So as I do this, there's going to be a lot of talking. I always got to have some liquids with me, so I got a nice big glass of water. Let me take a sip here for you. Ooh, delicious. And it was a very busy weekend. I've just come off working about 13 straight days. And it's been a really hectic last couple weeks. So next to my water, I have a beautiful Corona. So let me just take a sip of that. Just bear with me if you have a Corona. Take a sip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good summer beer. And it's cool. Right now, it's so hot outside that the moisture is just dripping down from both these glasses so I have coasters so I don't stain the nice beautiful tables that I have placed them on but let's get right into this and I want to start with the album that inspired me to do this podcast and that album is called The Dreamer The Believer by Common. Common is a rapper from Chicago you know he's Worked a lot with Kanye West. He had a really big breakout album with Kanye West called B that came out when I was back in college. And he's had some albums since then. Not as good. B is one of my favorite probably rap albums of all time. Well, let me tell you another situation that kind of leads into this. My iPod has recently broke. It sucked. I plugged it into my computer the other day and it said, your iPod has been corrupted. Please restore your, your iPod. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I go to restore the iPod and... It says your iPod is not able to be restored. And it deleted every song and podcast off of my iPod. And I got the big 164 gig uh, classic iPod. So I had close to, not close, I had over 20,000 songs and hundreds of podcasts. And they're all gone, which sucks. And so, I mean, I might have to take it into Apple and get some Apple Care. Maybe you guys can tweet me how to fix it. I've tried restoring it. I've tried everything. Nothing works. Lucky for me, I have the iPhone 5, so I plugged it into Val's computer, and I started loading songs onto there. I'm not going to be able to get 20,000 songs, but I can get the best songs I want. The shitty thing was, I was putting Commons albums onto my iPod, or I should say onto my iPhone, and I accidentally grouped about 400 songs and titled everybody as the artist Common. So I just accidentally uploaded 400 songs as Common that were common, and they weren't necessarily songs that I wanted either, so that kind of sucked. But the album, The Dreamer, The Believer, so I was watching a trailer the other day, and it was some trailer for, I think, like a Tyler Perry movie or something like that. I don't know why I was watching, I don't really like Tyler Perry movies, but they had this song that played throughout the trailer called Celebrate by Common, and I was like, oh wow, I completely forgot about this song, it's so good, I really like this, it's from his, his latest album, The Dreamer, The Believer. And I got to thinking, so I loaded that album onto my iPhone, and I was walking home from work, and I listened to the whole album, and it brought me back to last year, around December 2011, so two years ago now, and I remember it was the day of Val's party, we were having a party here at Club 605, and then we were going out, and I had taken the day off work to, you know, get the place ready and make the jello shots, put up the dark decorations, this and that. But Val had to go into work. So I had just downloaded Common's album. And the cool thing was for Val's birthday, because her birthday is December 23rd, 
So make sure you guys wish her happy birthday this year. Her birthday is two days before Christmas, so I got her a Christmas and a birthday gift, right? Obviously, yeah. The thing was, and people never believe this, when Val and I first started dating, she told me, she's like, I don't want any kind of jewelry. Don't buy me necklaces, earrings, rings, none of that crap. I want instruments. So I was like, done. You are the coolest girl. Ghoul. Ghoul. Did I just call you a ghoul? <laughs> you are the coolest girl ever. I'll buy you as many instruments as you want. As long as I don't have to buy you d- necklaces, diamonds, any of that stuff. So I am very lucky in that thing. So here at Club 605 is our music room. We got pianos, guitars, ukuleles, xylophones. One thing that's missing is a drum set. Now at Val's old house, she used to have an electronic drum set that was awesome. People loved it. It's one of those instruments you don't have you don't have to know how to play. You can kind of get on there and try and keep beat and just have a lot of fun with it. So what I did was I actually bought Val an electronic. I sounded like a robot. I bought her an electronic drum set. Ga ga goo goo. Sounded like a robot baby there. Very strange. Um, but I buy her this drum set and I stored it at Dan's place. And so the day of her party may have been her actual birthday and she's at work and I decided, you know, when she comes home from work, I want to give her this drum set and I want to have it set up in the music room so she can walk in and be like, oh my God, drum set. Now putting this together, there's about four or five giant boxes with all kinds of, you know, tools and pieces to put together and I've never put a drum set together so I was like okay it took me probably a good two two or three hours to put together and as I did I'm like well I gotta listen to music so I put on the comments the dreamer the believer album just got it that day and it was one of those albums I just loved it instantly and I I played it all the way through I think I threw it on repeat it just kind of you know motivated me motivated me to, to build the drum set I went out bought some drinks and snacks for the party and it just kind of, I remember that night, like, Val got home, and she was just so surprised about the drum set. I won't, you know, give you the gushy details about how I surprised her with this and that, because, you know, we're more chill than that. We don't have to, you know, show you guys what we're doing. It's just any time, I haven't listened to the album in a while, but when it came on this week, it instantly brought me back to that feeling of just being so excited to give her this gift, so excited for, you know, what was going on at the time? It was Christmas. It was her birthday. All of our friends were coming over. And it's just like a really good, solid, positive memory. And I've been really digging this album. And I want to play you guys Celebrate by Common. Just a little snippet. So maybe you can download, listen, and enjoy as much as I do. So take a listen. Looking in the eye, on our paper till we get it like Dubai. Shy niggas stand up, plastic cups, girls with the drastic butts to ask for bucks. It don't stop here. Bottles of booze pop here, and we gon' get around like two pops here. Celebrate like it's New Year. Some bomb rocks coming tight, nuclear. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Lit the medicinal, past it, give it go. Backwards with the stone, celebrate. That was good, right? Yeah, of course it was. I wouldn't steer you guys wrong. And next up is the second band who also 
motivated me to do this podcast. I heard this song on the uh, on my iPod a few weeks ago. I was on the subway going into work. As you all know, I love, love, love The Darkness. Me, Sean, Dan, and Val, one of our favorite bands. They're just so awesome, ridiculous, and fun, and just... You should got you guys should love them. I think I've talked about them enough on the podcast. But for whatever reason, I was on the subway going into work a few weeks ago. One of their songs came on from the new album, Hot Cakes. And it just instantly teleported me back to October 2012. Me and the guys went to New York City to see the darkness. Now, I talked to you about our experience in New York and what happened. So I'm not going to talk too, too much about that again. But it just instantly, like, it's now... June 2nd, it's actually my dad's birthday, so this is already aired by the time this goes out, but it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Pops Malin. Great seeing you the last couple weeks. What up? Um, But yeah, it's really hot right now, and I'm on the subway going into work, as I said, for the third time, and all of a sudden the song Love Is Not The Answer But By The Darkness comes on my iPod, and I got chills. As weird as that sounded, it wasn't chills like, oh my god, this is a life-altering moment for me. But chills just being like, I felt cold again, like it was in, for that, you know, fall weekend in New York. And I just instantly felt like I was on the subway train going to go see some stand-up comedy at the Comedy Cellar. And it was just one of those really cool feelings that I'm like, even though the summer just started, I'm ready for it to be the fall again and just get that crisp air out there where you're wearing jeans and a light jacket. And it's just, it's a really cool feeling to to get again because I had such a great time in New York with the guys. It was so much fun. We were just drinking and eating pizza and discovering the city and seeing live music, one of our favorite bands and one of the coolest venues I've ever seen. So again, it was just like another really fun, positive memory that I had. Now, anytime really when I listen to Hot Cakes by the Darkness, it just reminds me of the last year especially too because I've seen the band three times and just a lot of really fun, memorable nights whether it's been at these concerts with Sean and Dan or with Val, or we've also gone, you know, with Alistair and with our friend Z, Sean. It was just a lot of fun, positive energy and and moments and stuff. But that's just kind of what's happened to me. So I'm excited The Darkness are going to probably put out a new album sometime in 2014, and maybe I can see them three times in a year again. So I want to play you guys Love Is Not The Answer by The Darkness. Take it away, Justin Hawkins. So should we take another trip down memory lane? Let's go to a young John Mallon circa 2004, and this is my first year of college. So this is uh, John who had just moved down to Toronto out of Ottawa for the first time, 19 years old, and I just want to talk a little bit about college for a second. So 
I remember when I first moved down here being so nervous but so excited to kind of start the new chapter of my life and discover a new area, meet some new people, and just get into a field that I really want to do, which is broadcast and film. I just spent the last, you know, 17 years of my life studying science, math, and history and just all the stuff that I hated. And I was excited to get into a field that I knew I was going to excel at and enjoy and learn a lot from. And so (laughs) there's this one song by this one band, and every time I think about it, it reminds me of this one day in school. So first year, one of the courses we took was radio class. And we got, it was probably a class of, 30 or 35 people and you know we're learning about you know different radio methods and how to speak and how to record and how to do this and that and I remember I think the final assignment was to actually put on a radio show so for the assignment you would have a radio host you'd have like you know that's what it was so it was just putting on I think it was a 10 minute radio show where the host would talk for a bit and you would play a song it was just you know what the radio is. Some of you guys still listen to radio, right? Hopefully not. Hopefully you're listening to the podcast and live at 6 to 5. You know, screw radio. But hello to all my friends who work in radio. You guys are awesome too. Play some cool music for me. But it's funny. So uh, 2004, a band that was very big at this time, and still is fairly big, is Broken Social Scene. Now, anyone outside of Canada, uh, you might not know them as well. They're a Canadian band, and they basically comprise of about 80% of all Canada is in this band, okay? <laughs> Maybe more realistically, there's probably 12, 13, 14, I don't know, 20 people in this band. And there's people like Feist is in it. That's probably the only person who I can name outside of. <laughs> but no, there's there's a bunch of cool people, and they always just collaborate and this and that. And I remember, so for all the radio shows, there was, I think, maybe four or five groups. And I feel like, Two or three of them played the exact same song by Broken Social Scene. And at the time, I'd never heard of the band. And the song they played was, uh, the song they played was Cause Equals Time. I remember, this is still like my, one of my first couple months in Toronto, hearing this song being like, oh my god, this is the coolest indie song I've ever heard in my life. I'm finally out of, you know, the suburbs and I've moved down here and I'm going to become a cool guy. I'm going to wear a leather jacket and I'm going to just, you know do shots of whiskey and just take the streets are all mine, you know, blah. And it was just funny that people went crazy in my classroom when these songs came on. You know, people started bobbing their heads like the hipsters do. People started strumming an air guitar. Other people just started dancing. And to this day, I remember this was like right on the verge of when downloading still wasn't as easy to do as it is these days. And I remember this is like before Shazam, this and then I had to like turn to the person next to me and be like, what song is this? This is amazing. Like, bro, bro, dude, dude, bro, this is cause equals time by Broken Social Scene. And I think my head exploded being like, like, this is amazing. Best song I've ever heard in my life. And I wrote it down in my notebook. I remember taking the subway and the streetcar and the bus and the rapid transit back to Scarborough, back to my dorm room, opened up my laptop. Opened up, not Napster, but probably LimeWire, and downloaded the song. And I don't listen to the song as much anymore. But every time I hear it, it brings me back to first year college, in radio class, listening to the song with people dancing around, having fun. And it was just kind of the start of, it was just one of the reasons that validated me. It wasn't a big reason, but just being like, I definitely made the right choice because I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. And it was just... 
how often are you in school and you get that feeling of being like, oh, I love what I'm doing right now. It was the first time it really happened to me. You know, high school sucked. I hated all the math, science, histories, as I said. But this was a really cool moment. And I'm just like, wow, I think I definitely made the right choice. So let me play you this song, a little snippet, Cause Equals Time by Broken Social Scene. So enjoy. Now you would think though, as the song is playing, I would take a sip of my drinks as to not to distract to the actual radio show. But if that's what you were to think, you would be thinking wrong because I'm going to take a sip as we are about 35 minutes into this podcast. Take a sip of my water here. Hold on, hold on. Really good, really refreshing. And I'm going to follow that up with a sip of my Corona. And you know what, Corona, I'm not opposed to you guys. If you want to sponsor the podcast, I love you. It's a great summer drink. It's a great drink in the winter. It's just a great goddamn drink all year round. Corona. Only drink it if you're legal drinking age, wherever you live. And let me show you. Listen to how satisfied I am by drinking this Corona. Oh my god. When the bottle gets to your lips and you do the perfect pour into the back of your mouth. Oh. That hits the spot like the sunlight hits the open road. Corona, you're goddamn spectacular. Okay, enough of that shameless self-promotion of a great drink, Corona. I want to give you guys one of my life tips. Tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. I've talked about this on the podcast before too, but one of the things I love to do in life is go to Subway for lunch at work. I told you about my you know, love triangle, the three Subway shops that are all around me at work and just all the nice people who work there. I had to cut one of them out because I just couldn't keep going to all these different Subways, but... My life tip is if you ever go to a fast food restaurant, especially in the downtown ones, where there's always just hobos or crackheads or just, not even that, just dirty people to begin with, what I do is when they give you a drink and sometimes they don't fill up the drink and put the top on for you, they'll give you the cup and they'll have like, you know, the fountain machine out in the open so you can go fill it up yourself and get the straws and get the tops, this or that. Here's my life tip because there's a lot of dirty people out there who just don't wash their hands. And I don't want bird flu. I don't want swine flu. You know, I want to be as healthy as I can be so I can keep doing these podcasts and keep you guys interested. What I do is when there's an open lid container just out there for anyone to use, I always take about five in my hand, five, six, seven, pick them up and dig down deep and take something that's buried in the middle. And then I put the rest back on top because I'm guaranteeing you 
nobody, everybody's just taken from the top and they're putting their dirty hands. Maybe they're, you know, there's food particles falling from their fat mouths, falling onto the top of these lids. And it's just gross and disgusting. If you take the top of that lid, take five or six up and pull one from the middle, it's as clean as the day you get laundry out of the dryer, providing that someone hasn't left shitty underwear in there, which is what happened to me once. Listen to episode 12, you'll know what I'm talking about. And this is what I do every time. I always pick up a bunch of lids and grab one from the middle, and it ensures you that you have a clean lid. Now, here's another thing. If you don't want your dirty hands to get on your straw, if the straw comes in a little package, what I do is take the straw, I smash it against a countertop so it breaks to the top. I take holding on to the paper package, flip the straw over, put the exposed straw into the drink. And then what you do is the top of the paper that's, you know, on the straw, you can start to slowly slide it up with your hand. And that way, if you don't have time to wash your hands, your straw stays 100% clean, just like the top of your lid. And now you're ready to enjoy a double quarter pounder meal from McDonald's, large fries, large Coke, clean lid, clean straw, clean living. And that's John's life tips. Tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. Okay, so I talked about some like positive. Now <coughs> oh, that water's going down, going down the wrong way. <coughs> Bear with me with that cough. If it sounds too bad, I'm gonna take it out. But we try to keep these podcasts as real as possible. And I promised you a sneeze earlier. It didn't happen, so I'll just leave that cough in. Enjoy. No charge free for you in the world to take. It's been all positive memories from music so far, but sometimes, as we all know, music brings back not necessarily good memories, but they can bring back shitty memories of a time in your life where you just remember something that wasn't necessarily so good in your life. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this was a shitty time in my life, but there's this soundtrack. Yes, a soundtrack. I don't think people listen to soundtracks anymore. But let's go back in time to, uh, let's say, five years ago, five, six years ago. This is pre-Val and I dating. So this is in that time period of the relationships when we were really good friends, but we were in that awkward time period when we were both like liked each other, but we just never could date, and it just was always really awkward and weird. We went to go see this movie. It was me, Val, and our friend Arini. And someone else, I can't remember who, maybe Val's old roommate or something, but we went to go see the movie The Watchmen, and I was looking forward to it, because if you have a second, go to YouTube and type in The Watchmen trailer. It's probably my all-time favorite trailer out there, is The Watchmen trailer. It made the movie look spectacular. Now, the movie ended up being not the greatest movie. It was a little long for my liking. I think it was close to three hours. It looked cool. It's just... it just wasn't my favorite kind of movie. Now, I did love the soundtrack, though, and before I talk about the soundtrack, I just want to tell you a quick funny story about the time we went to go see this movie. So, I think we went to go see the movie the first or second week that it came out, and it was really busy, and we bought tickets to go see the film, and we got to the theater, and all the seats were taken. Basically, we could only sit in the front row. So, like I said, it was me, Val, and a couple of our friends were there, and we were just like, oh, this sucks. We, you know, it's a really long movie. We don't want to sit in the front row and just have our heads tilted up the whole time and get neck cramps. So Val and I are like, no, I think it was. Val's like, I'll go see if I can get us tickets to a later show. And I was like, 
well, I want to go talk to this girl, so I'll go with her, being the sly devil dog that I was. So uh, the funny thing was, I think at the time, we had had, like, not, not an argument, but the night before, we had been talking about something, and it's just, you know, in that time period when we both knew we liked each other and just nothing was coming of it, so we were both maybe just frustrated with ourselves. And we go to customer service, and we get a few new tickets to a later show, which is cool. But there happened to be a film crew there, and they were filming couples, <laughs> and they were talking to them about, you know, how long have you dated? How long have you done this, this or that, whatever? And they end up grabbing Val and I because they thought we were dating, which, of course, is what I wanted, but wasn't happening. And they grabbed us, and it was the funniest thing. It couldn't have come at, at the time at the worst at a worse time. Now it's hilarious to think back. So this film crew grabs us, and... The funny thing is Val and I just kind of played it up like we were dating. And they're just like, you know, you guys make an awesome couple. We're like, thank you. Yeah, we do. You know, this chick's really great. And this guy's really funny, blah, blah, blah. And they talked to us for a few minutes. And I think they're just like, they're talking to Val being like, so what do you think of your man's hair? And Val's just like, oh, you know, it's really fluffy and kind of, you know, I think he should shorten it or this or that. And it's just, it's really funny that the time when I wanted to date her and I think she wanted to date me, but we weren't dating that we got pulled aside by this random film crew. I don't even know what it was. I think, I don't know if they were playing like in, you know, before movies played or if they was going on the web. We should ask them what it was for because I would love to find that. It, it was really funny. But I think we just both looked at ourselves afterwards and just died of laughing, being like, this is just typical us, you know, awkward, crazy, funny, the whole shebang. But like I said, before we were dating, we did three whole podcasts about this and kind of the ups and downs. The soundtrack to The Watchmen had a lot of moody music, as it was a moody movie. You know, it wasn't an upbeat, fun, positive movie. It was kind of moody. And there was a lot of songs on the soundtrack. Let me name some of the songs. So there was Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower, classic song. I'm Your Boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band, which actually is a kind of a fun, upbeat song. But then there's a song, Sound of Silence, by Simon and Garfunkel. Really moody and eerie and creepy and amazing. One of my favorite Simon and Garfunkel songs. What I would do is, Val and I, like we said, we would always talk on the phone every night, two, three hours at a time. And sometimes it would go well, sometimes it wouldn't go well. And depending on how it went, if it went not so well, I would listen to the Watchmen soundtrack and just like lie in bed and be like, oh, my life. It sucks. And to this day, when I hear songs like Sound of Silence, it takes me back to that time, which, you know, it's so exciting when you like a girl or you like a guy and you're just, you're not together, but you're trying to get there. And music always plays a big role in that kind of feeling and time frame. But the one song I want to play you now, it's this eight minute epic song called Prut Ego prophecies by the philip glass ensemble and this song just perfectly defines when val and i were having our downs before we were dating you know we had a lot of ups of course great friends this and that but when there was a down which would happen every once in a while you can guarantee yourself that this song would play as i would be all artsy fartsy be like what is art are we art is art art enjoy Thank you. 
I really wanna. Okay, so it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't sing a song really badly. And now I want to segue into driving and music. Anyone who drives, and if you drive long distances, you got to have a soundtrack for the road. You know, you can't just go in there blindly with the radio and just hope for the best. You got to have music to drive to. Now, when I was younger and I still lived at home, we would drive everywhere. Like most of the vac- all the vacations we went on, you know, we went to Florida one year, we went to PEI, we went to a bunch of different cottages. It was awesome. We just drove everywhere and one of my biggest musical influences, even to this day, is definitely from my dad, good old Pop Smallin. So good that when I bought a record player, when uh, I first bought the record, record player, when I first bought the record player, my dad was gracious enough to donate all of his vinyl records, which was amazing, and bring them down and let me keep them. And I mean, there's some real gems in there. There's just like, you got Simon and Garfunkel, you got Super Tramp, you got... The Brothers Johnson, you got Elton John, the Rolling Stones. Just These are the actual records, not reissued, but from the 70s, from the 60s. My dad's own personal record collection, which is amazing. Even to this day, like some of my best records I have are hand-me-downs from my dad that are 30, 40 years old. Fantastic. Now, back in the day when I was just a youngster, and this is before CD players in the car, there was a cassette tape, and I remember my dad would just have boxes and boxes of cassettes in the car under a seat so that whenever we were driving, whether it was on vacation or one of the cool things is when I was a younger, I was in karate. I did karate from about age, I don't know, maybe age 10 to 14 or 15, maybe even 16. And I went all the way from white belt to black belt. And the cool thing was I was good enough to get on the tournament team and I would go and travel different places like and we went to London, Ontario, we went to Montreal, went through Ottawa, maybe some stuff in Toronto. But it was awesome that my dad was able to always drive me to these different tournaments. And it'd be one of those fun weekends where we would just call it like a guy's weekend, you know, the boys weekend. Just me and, the, uh, me and my dad, me and my son, we're driving to Montreal this weekend. We're going to get a hotel room, get some fast food. I'm going to fight in karate. I'm going to win some medals, win some trophies, not win some trophies. Win or lose, it was just a fun, you know father-son bonding experience and even to this day nowadays it's cool once or twice a summer my dad will come down to Toronto as you've heard on the podcast and we'll do it now we'll go to a baseball game have some drinks go around Toronto and just have a good time just the two of us like Will Smith foreshadowing remember that later on the podcast yeah that's the way a lot of the music that I still listen to and love today was discovered through my dad and his cassettes in the car and a couple that I love that he used to have. Some of the ones I just love, of course, CCR, awesome swamp rock music. Brothers Johnson, awesome disco funk music. And the Doobie Brothers. Like To this day, I, I was introducing Sean and Dan to some Doobie Brothers music uh, probably last month. And it's just because this is music that my, I listened to, grew up, that my dad listened to when he was my age or when he was younger. And it's just cool that he passed on this music. It's one of the reasons that Val and I both bonded was we both loved older classic rock. I mean, most people do, but it wasn't just like the Who or the Rolling Stones. It was bands like the Doobie Brothers or Leonard Skinner or Brothers Johnson. But the one album in particular that I want to talk about that even to this day it influences me is Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Now, I talked about it earlier in the podcast, but 
if you listen to episode 12 of season one of Live at 605, titled This is the End, it's that episode is based on there being an alien invasion here and me uh, trying to survive the alien invasion. And if you listen throughout, I play some music during it. And the music is from Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Now, I think you're all familiar with War of the Worlds, either Orson Welles, the original, or if you're a little bit younger, then Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds was when Orson Welles put on a radio play, and people thought, and it was just basically him saying that, you know, aliens were invading the Earth, and that, you know, they're taking out cities, and this and that. And people got so scared, it was so realistic, that they thought there was an actual alien invasion going on in this world. That's how well Orson Welles did it. Obviously, it wasn't. It was fake, but it just caused all this controversy. It's a really cool story. If you don't know too much about it, look it up. It's it's really interesting. Years and years later, they did a rock opera, which is Jeff Wayne, War of the Worlds. And they also did a Tom Cruise movie based on it. But I'm going to talk about the rock opera. So I just remember, I don't remember where me and my dad were driving to or from. But I do remember the first time my dad put that cassette in the car. I know it was definitely at nighttime because it just, it was one of the few times, or maybe one of the many times, I don't know if it was one of the few times, I just got blown away by music and it literally like stopped me in my tracks. And it must have been a long drive because I was tired, but I'm like, I don't want this drive to end because I have to listen to this War of the Worlds. And this was really cool. This may be, I was really young, like I was just a kid. And this is probably before I knew about the original War of the Worlds. And so the War of the Worlds by Jeff Wayne, it's him, or it's not him, it's just people talk, it's an alien invasion set to music, and there's people singing about it, and there's a, a person narrating it, and it's so creepy, but so cool. Uh, that's one of the, the, the best finals my dad gave me, one of my prized possessions, is Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds on vinyl. And I remember I was trying to play it for Val, I think last year, and she's like, this is too creepy, I can't listen to it, too scary. But I just remember... There's probably only maybe three, four, five car rides. My dad played it from, you know, front to back. And I remember every time not wanting to get to where we were driving to because I just wanted to listen to this album. And so when my dad bought, brought me the record collection, I guess last year or the year before, I was so happy that I had it in there that it was the first record I think I listened to. And I ended up downloading it, putting it onto my iPod. And it's one of those things you can't just listen to a song. You have to listen to it from start to finish. So if you guys haven't heard this uh, record, I really highly recommend you listen to it from start to finish. Don't put it on shuffle, especially if you like or are familiar with War of the Worlds. It's really cool. So anytime I listen to it now, it just takes me back to those car rides and karate tournaments. Just me and my dad listening to it in the dead of night being like, oh my God, I know this is fake, but what's stopping some alien right now from coming down? And, you know, teleporting us to planet Melmac. Melmac is actually where Alf is from. (laughs) But it's also one of those influences. It influenced me to do that episode of Live at 605. And it's just, you know, one of those things where not a lot of people would get that episode. Even if they knew War of the Worlds, it was just a pretty out there, crazy, funky, weird one. But I think I mainly did it for my dad because I knew he would definitely know those songs. I talked to him on the phone a few weeks after that podcast, and he's just like, oh, you put in War of the Worlds there. It's like, you know I did. It was just a cool little wink-wink, nudge-nudge to, you know, fellow Malin out there. So I want to play you guys. There's some pretty cool songs by the War of the Worlds, but 
if I had to pick a song for you guys to listen to a snippet, I'm going to go with The Eve of the War by Richard Burton and Justin Hayward. And of course, this album's called The War of the Worlds. And of course, this album is Jeff Wing's War of the Worlds. Guys, I'm telling you, you got to check this out. But enjoy the song, and I hope you're listening to it in a dark place. Then came the night the first missile approached Earth. It was thought to be an ordinary falling star, but next day there was a huge crater in the middle of the common, and Ogilvy came to examine what lay there. A cylinder, 30 yards across, glowing hot, and with faint sounds of movement coming from within. Suddenly the top began moving, rotating, unscrewing, and Ogilvy feared there was a man inside trying to escape. He rushed to the cylinder, but the intense heat stopped him before he could burn himself on the metal. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, he said. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one. But still, they come. Yes, the chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, he said. Creepy, eh? Pretty cool, though, too, I think. You know, I was thinking about this. I have a whole list of songs and memories and, and different experiences. I'm going to probably turn this into a two-part podcast, and I might do another part later this season. Maybe I'll save it for season three. But I do really want you guys to tweet or email me your Memory Lane songs or your Memory Lane albums and tell me what album or what song brings you back in time and what experience it brings you back to. And tell me about... The sights, the sounds, the smells, all that kind of stuff, okay? So I'm just going to do one more for this time, then we'll wrap it up. I'll do my band of the week, let you guys get on your way, let you get to sleep, or I'll let you get back to work, or I'll just let you, you know, vibe out to whatever you're doing. Next up is a very popular artist, actor, performer, overall stud, Will Smith, a.k.a. The Fresh Prince, a.k.a. DJ Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince. And I may or may not have talked about my love of Will Smith music before, um, but I might even do a whole podcast based on the Fresh Prince because I think there's a lot of cool things I could talk about. But basically, I think I fell in love with his music. I always loved his show, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, when I was growing up. When it came out, I was only when did it come out like eighty eight, eighty nine. I was only like five years old at the time, so I was just a young guy when it came out. But when I was about twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Around that time frame, I remember I got from my friend in school, grade 7, so I must have been 13 years old, I got DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Greatest Hits. I mean, at the time, I had liked Big Willie Styles that came out, so I liked Miami, I liked Just the Two of Us, you know, that really big album. But I never really listened to Fresh Prince music. Of course, I knew the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, but my friend gave me his greatest hits, and I instantly fell in love with... Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble, Parents Just Don't Understand, Summertime, you know, um, Nightmare on My Street, 
all these fantastic songs. So I went back and I bought every single one of his CDs as the DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. I got his Code Red. I got his Home Base. I got He's a DJ. I'm the rapper. Every single album. And the funny thing is now when I listen to any of his music, it brings me back to a time when I was 14 or 15 years old. Back when I first just started discovering what kind of music I actually liked. Because before that, I would only listen to whatever was on the radio, and I never really bought CDs. But I just remember falling in love with this kind of music. And it takes me back to a point where I actually used to just, during the summertime when I was like 13 years old, put on Will Smith Fresh Prince concerts in my basement, in my friend's basement. Because I had a couple friends who just loved the Fresh Prince as much as I did. And it's just funny... I'll see, I know there's a DVD of me, probably 14 years old, doing a whole like hour concert to Will Smith songs, and it takes me back to my basement, before we had a finished basement, when there's just carpet down on the floor, and steel poles, and cement around the corner, and my dad has a little office down there, but it wasn't any doors hiding it, so it's just his desk. I don't even think he had a computer. Or maybe we had like a little computer at the time. But it takes me back to then. Just like more innocent time, you know. Before you had to work. Before grades were too big in your life. Back before I couldn't stay up past 10 o'clock. And I couldn't go to the movies by myself. Or whatever it was. It's just back to a time when I rode my bike to go to places. And I remember when I was probably 10 years old. During the summer, I would ride my bike to a convenience store just to buy Skittles with, like, nickels or dimes I had saved up. I'd get a dollar, buy a bunch of Skittles, come back for 11 a.m. and watch The Price is Right. So it's just these – anytime I listen to Will Smith, it brings me back to that time of more of an innocent time. And to this day, I still love and listen to any music he puts out. do love his movies, too. I mean, even at the time, Will Smith was just my favorite person in the world. Um, I loved Wild Wild West, so that shows you how big of a fan I was, because that's an awful movie, and I've probably seen that movie about a million times, and there's movies like Bad Boys, movies like Enemy of the State, just, I remember just going like on a big Will Smith feeding frenzy, and listening to all his music, watch all his movies, watching his TV shows, and the other cool thing was, at the time, he and he still is, he was a really good influence on on society and on people like he wasn't this you know gangster out of the hood who promotes drugs and violence he was rapping you know positive rap and he was good and like kids could listen to him and he had great movies and he's just he came from you know a bad part of town but he made something of himself and it's just he's also to me he's one of the best storytellers out there like if you listen to any of his songs he just tells really good stories because i think he came from a time frame when telling stories is what most rappers did so since this is the last artist I'm going to feature on Memory Lane, I'm not going to just play one of his songs. I'm going to play a couple snippets, three of his songs. Uh, one snippet from his Fresh Prince days and two from his Will Smith days. Oh, but before I do, I just want to say I'm really excited because I've heard, the word is, he's been working with Kanye West. So hopefully he's going to put out some new music because I still even bought his Lost and Found album, which was his last album, which came out in 2005, which I thought was pretty good. I've also always heard rumors that him and DJ Jazzy Jeff are going to go on tour together, which I think would be amazing. I will go see them live anywhere. That's always been a dream of mine of one of the concerts I still really want to see. Uh, the other funny thing about me, I know pretty much 
any and every Will Smith Fresh Prince song off by heart to a point where, like I said, I did concerts as a kid in my basement and in my friends' basements. I've done him at hip-hop karaoke. I did Parents Just Don't Understand, dressed up in full 80s Adidas gear. So right now I'm going to ride you guys out with three snippets, or maybe I'll play the full song. I don't know, probably snippets of Will Smith's songs. But I'm going to do some rapping alongside, and this is going to be me without a sheet of paper. This is You just got to trust me on this one, guys. Me off the top of my dome, knowing these songs. And they're not going to be songs like Getting Jiggy With It or The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Parents Just Don't Understand. These are three, like, album cuts. Yes, Will Smith, Fresh Prince has album cuts. But three really cool, different songs that you maybe don't know of, and I think you guys are going to like them if you do. Check out more of his music. So the first one I want to do, how about I start with a Will Smith song. And I am going to do a song from his Big Willie Styles album. This is called Y'all Know. So enjoy half of me and half of Will Smith. Observe the high roller, Mike Controller. Number one hip hop son, call me Solar. Why? Cause I shine. Praise the big Willie. I'm raised in Philly. I days the trillia. Don't be silly, you can't see me. Again, I'm killing you on MTV. Just get with my friend. Damn, another award. This kid done did it again. Oh my lord. Fantastic. Fantastic. Getting ten times harder than any other cat. Practice. You like this. I'm the real McCoy. For some Jeff, I was starting. Man, with mine, I'm a bad boy. I'm more green than David Banton. More juice than Tropicana. You hawk me like a man. MC's Jeff Lee, they rightfully concerned. Big Bill wants the mic. I'm back attacking the mic, hype like a bike, strike like a python, blaze like John, a hip-hop icon, MC radical, back on the track from my rap, that sabbatical, 9.6 on the Richter, kick the you're so slick, chicks quick the flip the bright glance, in tight pants with the slight chance, big really can we get one day, why is she man, and I'm just the dress you claim is a okay. This is your chance for at least it could be. But you and your girlfriend on the dance floor. When I hear boogie on the scene, I front and dance and flash. Lost my cream once now. I'm dashing, cashing. Countries and currencies like a true dawn. It's a new time. It's my watch to shine. The way I blaze through the days and nights. Five years of crazy. My mama raised me right. Get around on stage on the studio booth. Under proof, raising the roof, raising the roof, y'all know. Can't nobody get it hot like me. Can't nobody make it bounce like me. Can't nobody See? Huh? What did I say? I know myself a little Will Smith, eh? Now, you guys you guys probably know that song, but do we know more of a serious Will Smith side? I, I, I There's this song, uh, like I said, he's a great storyteller, and he has a song about calling his girlfriend and getting in her answering machine and leaving a message on her answering machine. And now what happened was the night before or a few nights before, he got a little crazy, got a little drunk, and screwed things up and maybe cheated on her. Now, obviously that's not good, but this is, song is called No More, and it's one of my favorite songs by him. And it's just a, a, a cool story that he tells, and I just love the beat and I love his rhymes. So let's give this a listen, and maybe I'll show you some of my Will Smith rap knowledge skills so let's give it a try 
I know that you're home. Please don't leave me all alone. What you sound is the tone. Come on, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I know I don't deserve it because of how I messed up, but I cool, sit and listen. Missing your kiss and now it's here. Drop, listen. I had a bit to drink. Kind of threw me. Things just happened. She didn't mean nothing to me. You know me, baby. I'm still that same man. Ask for your hand. It's still that same plan. Another brother falls by the wayside. Another brother falls by the playside. I knew ever since I was a kid that I was going to pay the piper for the things that I did. But now there's no more us, no more we, no more nothing. Girl, damn, it's all because of me. No more late nights watching TV. No more talks on the phone till three. Did your heart break just a little bit for Will Smith there? It always, you know, hits hits close to this heart here. It gets me going. I'm I'm with you, Big Will. I love you, big guy. Uh, okay, so let's do one more song, and let's do a Fresh Prince song. I'm not going to do one of his big, popular, massive hits. I'm going to do one of my favorite songs by him, which I think is one of his best that you might not know about. It's called Nightmare on My Street. This came out during the Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's like he rides the Nightmare on Elm Street beat, and I believe it was on his He's a DJ on the Rapper album. And to this day, anytime the song comes on, I can't help but think about being a 14-year-old kid singing this in my head. And to this day, I can still rap every single word from it. So let me see if I can just do maybe the beginning. And hopefully you guys enjoy. And remember, this is another one of his great storytelling songs. So enjoy Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That I like to tell about this guy, you all know he has me scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I crawl into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyways. He's home when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street. Saturday evening, if I remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summoned up the posse and dumb rushed the movies. I got Andy, just got Tina, ready rock, got some girl I never seen in my life. But that's alright, cause the lady was chill, and we all dipped to the theater and set to ill, bugging, cold, having a ball. Something about Elm Street was a movie we saw. The way it started was decent, you know, nothing real fancy about this homeboy named Fred and this girl named Nancy. Horrible when it was over, I said, yo, that was death. And everything seemed alright when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, well, that began the nightmare. But on my street. Well, that will do it for another week of Season 2 of Live at 605. I thank you guys for listening, and as always, if you made it this far into the podcast, I'd like to reward you with my band of the week. And I always try to find bands that people maybe have never heard of and try to discover new music, because that's one of my favorite things to do in life, is discover new music. Now, this band I'm going to promote this week, I guarantee you, you've probably heard their single before. 
Um, and they go by the name of Capital Cities. And they have this song called Safe and Sound. And it's just a really catchy pop song that came out this year. And you've definitely heard it. It's got like, these trumpets and great vocals. And you can search it on YouTube. Guarantee you've heard it in commercials or movie trailers, whatever. But there's another song I want to talk about. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Capital Cities, the band. They're an indie rock duo from Los Angeles, California. And they actually met on Craigslist. One of the members put out an ad about, you know, perform or writing or producing music and they just met up together and there's two guys in the band and they actually after they met up on craigslist they just became like they would write jingles for commercials and radio and, and movies and stuff so they're a pretty successful jingle writing duo but then in 2011 they put out the first ep i believe it had the song safe and sound and they just recently in the last couple of weeks released their debut album it's really good it's called in a tidal wave of mystery like I said, their name's Capital Cities, but there's this one song I've had it on repeat for the last couple of weeks. It's really cool. It's got two of like the oddest features on any song I've ever heard. And the first feature is Andre 3000 of Outcast fame. Not that weird, right? Kind of cool because you don't usually hear him. You don't really hear him in music anymore. Like He barely does any features or guesswork. So it's cool to have him. And the next feature on the song is Frank Tavares of NPR. So NPR is that music website. And if you ever listen to any audio or, or anything on NPR, there's a guy who comes on before who says, NPR is sponsored by people like you, blah, blah, blah. And so they actually have this song where it's this guy talking throughout it. They sing this unbelievable, catchy chorus. And then Andre 3000 has a great, unbelievable uh, feature spot where he does some rapping and some singing and some laughing. So I think you guys are really going to like it. I've had it stuck in my head the last couple of weeks. So my song of the week by the band of the week is Farrah Fawcett Hair by Capital Cities featuring Andre 3000 and Frank Travarez of NPR. Again, guys, I want to thank you all for listening to another brand new episode of Live at 605. I've had a great response so far. I'm going to keep doing these. I hope you guys are liking the season two so far. As always, hit me up on Twitter at Malencamp. Tweet me whatever you want. I'll read it on the podcast. Find me on Facebook. Search Facebook search live at 605 and the facebook you'll find me no problem in there you'll find a lot of cool pictures videos all kinds of fun bonus material there of course you can email me questions comments or concerns live at 605 at gmail.com and then if you don't have itunes go to podomatic.com slash live at 605 and you can listen to previous podcast episodes there and there's a paypal account so you can help donate money if you want if you don't want to that's cool too so again thank you for listening to this week's episode of live at 605 i'll be back next week with a brand new episode until then i'm your podcaster john be easy solar energy nutella democracy my voice Enjoying ceviche in Peru and seeing a double rainbow while listening to Bitches Brew as reported by Miles Davis. Yawn in your face Walk in a tub
fashion apparel and ad girls. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I like it when you're under the ocean and all you can feel is calm. I like it when I'm sleeping. I like it when I'm listening to music because that's the only thing that takes me to another world. Another world. I like it when public bathrooms have scented candles. I like it when you talk to me like that. I like it when my hair is fluffy. I like it when it rains at night and I'm curled up.